This morning's passage is taken from Luke's Gospel, the second chapter. We spent a lot of time in Luke's chapter 2 over the Christmas holidays. That's where we find the Christmas narrative. But uh, we're going to continue there uh, for a little bit this morning. Uh, Verses 41 through 52. Now, you have a portion of that. You have the latter part. Uh, The entire text was a little long to put in the bulletin. So I'm going to read the first part of this passage so that we set the stage, and then when we get to the point where we have the text that's in the bulletin, I'll invite you to stand. So, hear the word of God. Each year, his parents went to Jerusalem for the Passover festival. When he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem according to their custom. After the festival was over, they were returning home But the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents didn't know it, didn't know it. Supposing that he was among their band of travelers, they journeyed on for a full day while looking for him among their family and friends. When they didn't find Jesus, they returned to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple. He was sitting among the teachers, listening to them and putting questions to them. Everyone who heard him was amazed by his understanding and his answers. I invite you to stand. Let's pick up the story. When his parents saw him, they were shocked. His mother said, Child, why have you treated us like this? Listen. Your father and I have been worried. We've been looking for you. Jesus replied, Why were you looking for me? Didn't you know that it was necessary for me to be in my father's house? But they didn't understand what he said to them. Jesus went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. His mother cherished every word in her heart. Jesus matured in wisdom and years and in favor with God and with people. The word of God for the people of God. Thank you. You may be seated. Now, it is obvious to me that Luke did not get permission from Mary and Joseph to include this incident in the writing of his gospel. Because, after all, it doesn't exactly present them as parents of the year. I mean, I imagine Mary going to Luke and saying, Luke, listen, we really appreciate you writing the story about Jesus and everything, but please, whatever you do, please don't include that, that incident that happened in Jerusalem. That is so embarrassing. I mean, think about it. Here they are. They're headed home from Jerusalem. They've been there for the the Passover feast. And they're probably traveling with several dozen, maybe a hundred of their fellow friends and family from Nazareth. They're all headed back to Nazareth. And they're on their donkeys, they're on their camels, and they're talking about what they've got to do when they get back home. And they are a full day into their journey when they realize that 12-year-old Jesus is nowhere to be found. And at that point, Mary and Joseph 
do what couples tend to do. Mary looked at Joseph and said, Joseph, where's Jesus? I thought he was with you. And, and Joseph says, well, I thought he was with you. And they, they can't find Jesus anywhere. So they turn around, the two of them, and they head back to Jerusalem. For three days, they walk up and down the streets of Jerusalem trying to find Jesus. Come to find out, Jesus wasn't lost at all. He stayed behind on purpose. Now, it's interesting to me that Luke records Mary's response when they find 12-year-old Jesus instead of recording Joseph's response. Mary's response, according to Luke, was, she said, Son, why have you done this to your father and I? We've been worried. We've been looking all over the city for you. And it was a firm response, but one with motherly compassion. I I suspect Joseph's response might have been a little different. I think Joseph might have said, uh, Come here, boy. What do you mean doing this? Do you want your whooping now, or do you want it when we get back to Nazareth? Or maybe both. I suspect that his response would not have been nearly as contained as Mary. Thank God that Mary was there. Well, Jesus is with them now. Jesus says to his mother and to Joseph, Why were you looking for me? Didn't you know it was necessary for me to be in my father's house? He had spent the whole three days talking with the rabbis and the Pharisees and the scribes, talking theology, teaching them. Didn't you know that it was necessary for me to be in my father's house? And it's this next sentence that is astounding and profoundly important. Look at what Luke says. But they didn't understand what he said to them. In other words, it went right over their head. It had been 12 years since shepherds had come. prayed over the little baby in the manger. It was 12 years ago that the wise men had made their journey and had given the gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. 12 years had passed. Mary and Joseph, they knew their little son was unique, but they had no idea just how unique he was. It still had not fully sunk in. There's no way that it could have. So they head back to Nazareth. The most profound and telling sentence in this whole narrative is this. But they didn't understand 
what he said to them. God himself is standing in front of them in the form of a 12-year-old little boy. And in spite of everything that they had experienced up to now, it still was beyond their capacity to fully embrace, to fully understand. And you know what? It's still true today. Even though we've had 2,000 years to hear about it, to know about it, that sentence still captures the problem with so much of the world today. They didn't understand what he said to them. We still, even though we've celebrated Christmas many, many times and we've heard the story, the fact that God has come to live among us in first of all a baby and now in a 12-year-old little boy and then in a 20-year-old man and a 25-year-old man and a 33-year-old man who gave his life, we, f- we don't sometimes really understand its full power of what God has done. It's still true. Why do ISIS terrorists filled with hate kill thousands of people without any sense of remorse? Because they don't understand who Jesus is. Why were over 760 people murdered in Chicago this past year? It's because the other 760 people don't know who Jesus is. Why do millions of people in America today choose to live life apart from God, apart from any faith that could add so much meaning to their lives? Why? Because they don't understand who Jesus is. Why did four young people this past week kidnap and bind a mentally challenged young man, and for over 24 hours torture him brutally because they don't understand who Jesus is. Why is racism still a problem in cities and communities around our country? It's because we don't understand who Jesus is and what Jesus says. Why is it sometimes that Christian couples have marriages that fail? It's because one or both don't understand 
who Jesus is and who don't love the way Jesus instructs us to love? Why is it that children by the thousands die every day from starvation in a world that has more than enough food to feed everybody on the planet? It's because we still don't understand who Jesus is and what he wants us to do. Why do some of us fill our life with worry and face our death with fear? Because we still don't understand who Jesus is. Why is it so often that churches are known more for how they fight instead of how they live their faith? Because we don't understand who Jesus is, what Jesus says. Name a problem, any problem, socially, culturally, personally. Name a problem, any problem, and almost every time the reason for the problem is that we still don't understand who Jesus is and what Jesus says. I don't know what Joseph did on that long walk back to Nazareth with Jesus in tow. But I do know and you know what Mary did because Luke tells us. Even though she didn't understand what Jesus had just said, we're told this. She cherished every word in her heart. Our world Our lives, your life, will be immensely improved when and if we do the same. May our understanding of who Jesus is grow and expand. As more and more we cherish every word from his lips. Mary and Joseph didn't fully understand who Jesus was that day. Didn't fully comprehend just who and what was standing in front of them. It's still true. But what an amazing difference it makes when we can come to understand 
just really who Jesus is. The world's going to look a whole lot better when we finally figure it out. Let's pray together. Oh, Lord God, you have done something of amazing, phenomenal proportion in coming to live among us. And just like Mary and Joseph that day, sometimes we, we fail to fully live as though that has actually happened. That in Jesus, we have the opportunity to see and know and experience you personally. Lord, we pray that the world will come to understand who Jesus is. We pray, O oh God, that uh, the church will fully come to understand who Jesus is. And, O oh God, in those moments of doubt and fear and day-to-day challenges of life, when we have a tendency to forget, may we be reminded of who Jesus is and how his power and truth are available to us as we love him, and as we live by faith and trust in him. And it's in his name and in his spirit that we pray. Amen.